Hi, TYB on the run. Well, welcome to the Book of Ruth. You have four podcasts, four chapters, and four revelations for the Book of Ruth. And we're just going to wash the Word of God over you. So whatever you're doing, cleaning the house, on the bus, let's have some time in the Word of God. I mean, Ruth 1, 1. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrates from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Malon and Kilion also died, and Naomi was left without her, her sons and her husband. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons? Who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I'm too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this they wept aloud. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from, from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them, and the women exclaimed, Can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord had brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The, the Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. This is really such an incredible book, the book of Ruth, and I'm loving that we are starting these podcast series so that you understand the culture of this, this context. The book of Ruth is just after Judges in our Old Testament, and there's a reason for that. Did you notice when I first started in 1-1, I said, in the days when the judges ruled. That's how we know this book is set just after Judges, because we know in Judges, that is when the judges ruled and everybody was doing what they thought was right in their own eyes. So pretty much the cycle of the judges, everybody doing what was right in their own eyes, getting themselves in trouble, calling on God, God having to rescue them with a judge. And then once again, they get themselves in trouble. This cycle of doing what they wanted 
is where this book of Ruth is set. And there's a very important reason for that because Ruth shows us the loyalty and um, favour of the of this beautiful Moabite woman who wasn't actually a part of the, the people of God at this day. She's a Moabite woman. She's from an, an, another area. But the beautiful faithfulness of this beautiful Moabite woman that actually becomes a part of the lineage of Christ, and that is just so incredible. The lineage of David. This is David's great-grandmother, which is really quite incredible. And do you know that Bethlehem is so significant in this? No, did you notice that I said that they came back to Bethlehem? And I'm going to show you that because Bethlehem is significant in the book of Ruth. Bethlehem isn't just about the New Testament where Jesus is born. It's a significant city where Boaz lives, where Ruth is redeemed, where David ends up living and, and starting his life as a shepherd boy and where Jesus is born. Don't you love finding out about these cities? So let's jump in. Guys, Ruth 1 6, uh, um, so Ruth 1 1 says, In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. As you read your Bibles or you listen to your Bibles, notice certain bits that are in there because I know today we skip bits, so seemingly insignificant bits, but nothing is actually insignificant in this in this Bible. It talks about a famine in the land. So they came, they were in Bethlehem in Judah, and they're God's holy people, and there's a famine in the land. And they start to get worried about food and when are they, where are they going to eat? How, how is their family going to survive? And rather than depending on God for provision at this moment, Elimelech panics maybe a little bit and takes his family out of this, the um, provision of Judah, takes his family away from the community of Judah, the family that is there to help them get through this time and takes them to Moab. They end up marrying Moabite women, but they end up going into despair. Elimelech and the two sons end up dying. And the saddest verse of this whole time, and I don't know if you noticed it, is in 1.6. After everything had gone wrong, they thought they were going to a place of refuge. They thought they were doing a, um, making a good decision. But can I say, guys, any decision made in fear doesn't necessarily bear good fruit. I'm not saying that bad things happen when you don't make decisions of faith, but I am saying just be careful when you make a decision out of panic. And Elimelech made a decision to leave Judah out of a panic and fear of that famine. And when he left, he went to to Moab. But the saddest part of this is after everything went wrong there, it says 1-6, when Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them. They made a decision to leave this city, Bethlehem, out of fear and and not rely on the provision of God and went to Moab. And unfortunately, it was a bad decision. But you know what? Naomi realizes after all of this that had they stayed in Bethlehem, God provided for the people in Bethlehem to get through providing food for them. That's so sad. How many times do I think in my life that I make decisions out of panic? I make decisions out of fear. Never make a decision that changes your life when things are in a what a night season, when things are bad, when when the pressure and that fear and anxiety wait until the peace of God comes on you before you make a life-changing decision. And I've known that in my life. When I make decisions out of fear, unfortunately, I make decisions and they they don't have the fruit of faith decisions. So as we go through, I absolutely love that as the the commitment of Naomi, the commitment of Ruth to Naomi in this story, because she's, she's basically saying Naomi gets into a position and you've got to understand the culture of the text. Naomi is now in a position without a husband 
and without two sons. Now, I know that little section in there that I read about, you know, if I have birth to a son, are you going to wait for the son to grow old? And I don't want a husband at this age. It's all too much. That's a little cultural different to us. And I understand that. But what she's actually saying is in this time, a, a woman needed either a husband to take care of her or the sons to take care of her. There was no welfare. Um, there was no opportunity for women to go out and, you know, and do all this on their own. They genuinely needed a family and a community around them. So in the culture of this time, Naomi is destitute. Naomi is now in a place where there is nobody to rescue her. She is basically in a place where she will, she's going to death. And that's why Ruth, when, when Ruth stays with her, this is beyond loyalty. This is not just somebody saying, Hey, I'm being nice. This is beyond loyalty. And when Ruth says, where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. I love the commitment of Ruth, a Moabite woman that says, you know what, I'm going to stay with you no matter what. And I love this commitment of this woman. That's why she's in the lineage of Jesus. That's why she ends up being redeemed and redeemed by Boaz. And I cannot wait for the next couple of podcasts when Boaz comes in and redeems this situation because at this moment it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Where you die, I will die. She knows that there is a sentence of death over a widow because a widow has nobody to take care of her. And that's why this dramatic ending where Naomi says, oh, my gosh, change my name to Mara because the Lord Almighty has made my life very bitter. She knows she is in a destitute place where she needs somebody to come in and redeem her because basically she, she's, she's got no provision of food. She has no one around her to take care of her and she needs um, this kinsman redeemer to redeem this situation. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next coming podcast of Boaz coming in. Um, I love it where it says, may the Lord, I'm in, um, sorry, I apologize, 117, where you die, I will die and there I'll be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates. This commitment that, that Ruth has is just beautiful. And when you parallel it with judges, when everybody is doing what they want and nobody is thinking about loyalty even to God, Ruth is showing loyalty to a person and saying, you know what, I will be so loyal that I, your people will be my people, your God will be my God. It is this beautiful contradiction of the book of Judges and the loyalty in Ruth. Lastly, I want to just um, t- chat to you about um, Bethlehem. Oh, my gosh. I have just studied Bethlehem and the, the history and understanding of this significant city in um, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Let me read you the scripture that talks about Bethlehem. We, they start in Bethlehem, Judah. These are Bethlehemites, if you want to say that. They're from the tribe of um, Ephraim and they, they live in Bethlehem. And it says in 119, so the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them and the woman exclaimed, can this be Naomi? She returns back to this beautiful place of covenant relationship with God. She returns back. I think sometimes, guys, this has been really speaking to me at the moment to say that sometimes you can get so flustered and so caught up in life that that you come away from the the significant place that God has, has you in. Maybe it's a significant church that God has you in or a connect group or whatever that is, but it's a place of safety. It's a place where God is feeding you. It's a place where God is taking care of you. And sometimes when situations happen, we can come out of those significant relationships that God's put us in or that significant place that God has put us in and, and think that there's something better on the other side. But when we get to making these decisions that are purely out of fear at times, 
it's not actually better on the other side. And we, we, what we have to do is like Naomi, recognize that, that you know what, we've come out of the provision of God and we've got to get ourselves back. There's times in my life where I realize that I have to stop and go, okay, God, where did I miss? What did I miss the presence of God? I feel like right now I'm not in that sweet spot. And it may be God says, you know what, you're rushing in life, you're, you're not having prayer time, or maybe it's something as simple as you're speaking very negatively. Get back that that understanding of positive in, in you know speaking faith, the word of God. Sometimes we've not just left relationships or physical places, sometimes we've actually left spiritual places. Maybe you were super prophetic and you got hurt in that prophetic place and out of that hurt you left it. You've got to get back to that prophetic place, that place where maybe you're an intercessor, a prayer. Maybe you've got to get back to that place of prayer. And God is in through this chapter of Ruth calling you back to what where you once were and saying, come back. I know you've been out there and I know things have gone wrong, but come back. Maybe it's actually to the point where you have walked away from God altogether because you got hurt. And I understand that, that I understand that reaction, but maybe through this, this scripture, this book of Ruth, God is saying, I'm calling you back like I called Naomi back. I'm calling you back to me and I'm calling you back to a place where I can take care of you and protect you. So what you get out of, of Ruth, I hope you've loved this podcast. We're just going to do these to wash the word of God over you. But number one, guys, don't make decisions out of fear like Elimelech did in the beginning. When things go wrong, stand your ground. Just like Ephesians says, lock your legs in, stand, and don't move any situation. Don't make a decision out of fear because there's not there's no fruit in a decision made out of fear. There's only fruit when a decision is made out of faith. Wait until the faith comes before you make a big decision. The second thing I want to talk to you is about this beautiful loyalty of, of Ruth. Notice the loyalty. She was basically saying, I'm going to be loyal to you unto unto death. And that is just so beautiful. And lastly, Bethlehem, this beautiful city that ends up being such a significant city in the Old and New Testament. Know that we have to remain in the places that God has us planted. Don't leave those spiritual places of prayer. Don't leave those spiritual places for anything. Maybe it's your church, your connect group. Don't leave those spiritual relationships that God has placed around you, even if it gets hard, because in those places you will have comfort and security and protection. And especially don't leave God when things go wrong. Don't walk away from him. And right now he's just like these Bethlehem peoples, opening their arms back to Naomi and Naomi's bitter and she's angry. But come back to God, just like these People, Bethlehemites were welcoming them back. And I know that through this, God will welcome you back with loving, open arms like the father with the prodigal son. So I've hoped you've loved this quick um, TYB on the run in the chapter um, Ruth 1. And I cannot wait to jump into the next podcast and we're going to chat through Ruth um, chapter 2.